Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Challenging. Thought-provoking. Insightful. This is the Ninja Pastor with Sunday's God in Country with Dr. Sean. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical reverend, Dr. Sean is a proud U.S. military veteran, former law enforcement officer, founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through his riveting national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This show is biblically and politically engaged in the battle to save our country with a pedal to the metal with this Sunday's edition of Sundays with Dr. Sean. Buckle up. Here's your host, the author of the critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Reverend Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, with today's message. Welcome, welcome, welcome to folks all around the world. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate everyone joining us both here. If you're we're here, you missed out on some good food, some excellent holiday oatmeal uh, oatmeal bread. Really, really good, super good. Lots of good healthy stuff. Soup, homemade soup, and some chicken, fried chicken, some yard bird. You know, we can always profit from some yard bird. I'm a big fan, being from Sussex County, Delaware. Look, every single good Christian folks what they should do about the refugee crisis and the ISIS threat that is coming upon our country even today. By threat, I mean Islam's sworn promise to find us, torture us, kill us because we're not Muslim like them. Or like the Muslims recently in Saudi Arabia, if you're on my uh, Facebook page, facebookpage.com backslash God and Country, uh, you would see video, I actually posted a video of a Muslim woman dragged out of her home uh, by the, air quotes, religious police. They took her out of the street, busy day, come by, dropped her head clean off. Took two swacks, but she did it. And her crime was her husband alleged that she abused one of their children. Now, in Saudi Arabia, under uh, Sharia and Wahhabist law, uh, all the husband has to do is allege anything. And she'll be put to death. They're all too happy to cut heads off. And guess what? That's coming here. No trial, no jury, just a public execution by the religious police. That is here now. Sharia is here. Uh, did you hear about the Brooklyn uh, judge who was just elected to uh, be a judge in Brooklyn, 100% Muslim, sworn in on a Quran? And uh, as you know, the Quran does not play well with the Constitution. And as a Muslim, you are sworn to not uphold the Constitution. And now Barack Obama is working on, Hussein Obama is actually working on revising the oath of office that you take so that you do not have to agree to support and defend the Constitution and fight all enemies, foreign and domestic. He wants to add a non-combative clause in there so that if you object for one reason or another, you do not have to. 
So the question is, what's a Christian to do? In this series, I definitely answer those questions, and I put the wondering to rest. So you've joined me tonight for a politically dive into the deep end of the pool, so tell your friends and share, because sharing is good. I was told that as a kid. Share. Mom's always said share. So as we begin the fourth week in our series on preparing as a Christian for what is coming, I want to reflect on the fact that as we started this series, we were reeling from the ISIS attacks in Paris, France. And we were fearing at that time whether they would attempt something like that here in the United States. Well, sadly, within a couple of short weeks, we didn't have to wonder if any longer. You've all heard me say it's not a matter of if it will happen here, but when. This accelerated time frame is not coincidence, but part of the plan of the and I want to say this correctly because our government doesn't allow this to be said in military manuals. Um, had When Barack Hussein Obama came into office, one of the first things he did was wipe out the word jihad from the lexicon of government, including all military manuals that are not allowed to refer to Islamic jihad. So I'm going to say this correctly. The accelerated time frame is not coincidence but part of the plan of the Islamic Jihad being waged against the West. This week on my Monday show, I'm excited to tell you, I'm going to have as a guest, a very, very special guest, Pastor Carl Gallups. Pastor Carl Gallups is an a internationally known uh, pastor, uh, author. He's in the top 60 on Amazon consistently. He has many books there. Um, I just downloaded a book we're going to talk about tomorrow uh, that I'm going to talk about today as well. Uh, he's authored, authored this book. He, by the way, his background is very similar to mine. Uh, he's 30-plus years as a very, very prominent pastor, very politically incorrect pastor, but also he was a police officer for years, uh, very similar to me. So the title of his book is Be Thou Prepared, Equipping the Church for Persecution and Times of Trouble. Boy, he beat me to it, didn't he? Because that's what we've been talking about for a long time. This is precisely the intent of my message series and precisely the direction that the church should be heading. I want you to remember the saying, if you remember nothing else, I'm going to leave this with you. Equipping means preparing, and preparing means action. I should kiss whoever wrote that. Oh, wait. Equipping means preparing, and preparing means action. Also, let us remember to pray for my buddy Chris Cahalan in Minnesota. God bless he and his family are listening. Uh, tonight, such faithful listeners, but he's going to be off for a little while. Um, the 15th, he has his Whipple procedure, and so far, so good. He uh, His markers are astronomically better. We serve a good God, and God uh, does amazing, amazing things. He's not a good God. He's the good, good God. He's not a healing God. He is the healing God. So let's remember Chris Cahalan for his Whipple procedure. Uh, it's a very long, very dangerous uh, surgery and a very long recovery. That is December 15th. Uh, I pray this removes all cancer from his body and that after a miraculous recovery, Chris will have the opportunity to tell all who will listen just how powerful the healer really is. We also, uh, if you'd be willing to pray for my friend Eric uh, that his cancer is in remission, uh, after the Christmas holidays we're going to carry him up to Philadelphia and, and see if it is. And if it is, we're going to put him on a transplant list because uh, his kidneys have failed. So we've got to, got to get that done quickly. We also pray for those here struggling with illness. 
themselves and their families for our host uh, for healing there. God cares about it all, and God can change it all. That's the interesting thing. God cares about your health insurance that you're worried about. God cares about gas prices that you're worried about. God cares about that tire that's getting a little bit bald that you worry about. I happen to know a really awesome uh, repair guy, Stavely Auto, who will fix you right up if you're in this area, anything that's wrong with your car. But God cares about it all, the littlest to the biggest things. He cares about your grief. He cares about your sorrow. He cares about your confusion. He cares about your fear. At the end of tonight's message, we're going to have a, a very vibrant, as we always do, a very vibrant question and answer session. We're going to have invigorating music, thanks to Steve and his violin. And then we're going to have throne-shaking prayer. You've heard me say in the recent past that I've actually heard Christian pastors in the Northeast Atlantic region today say from their pulpits that Christians should not arm themselves because arming themselves with guns would be of no help and it's not of God. That actually happened today. I had people reporting to me, several people actually, from the same church, a prominent large church in the Newcastle County area, um, TV ministry or uh, radio ministry, you know, all the, all the different things they do. Big, you know, big church, really beautiful place. And uh, the pastor from the pulpit, who is a hunter, by the way, um, actually said that and, and much, much more. So tonight, in tonight's message and also in tomorrow, our Monday show tomorrow, I'll talk more about that in a minute, I'm going to undo the pacifist mantra of the leftist pastors. I never thought I'd have to say that, and I'm sad that I do. But the leftist pastors from their pulpits, that, that, that pacifist mantra they think is correct and scriptural, and they're pretending to be conservative Christians. And I'm also going to help you with what to say to them. If you were in this or any other pastor's congregations this morning, they said that kind of thing to you, this is your rebuttal. Tonight is your opportunity. If you take good notes, this will be your rebuttal. Your rebuttal from Scripture instead of how they feel, instead of how they feel what actual Scripture says. I said for quite some time, even as far back as pre-9-11, as it pertains to the Islamic terrorist attack, it is when, it is not if. Our enemy will never relent. They will never stop. You have to kill them in order to stop them. So to help answer that concern, the whole uh, when and, and if, I thought I would jump right to uh, the bearing arms. I, I always start on this list. I never get through it, so I'm going to really work hard to get through it tonight. This is uh, Bearing Arms. is a blog, and, a, and a, it's an information source. Uh, obviously, it has a lot to do with Second Amendment. So I'm going to blast through this. Um, I don't, And I want you to understand that this is not an exhaustive list. If you master this, you're way ahead of the game. If you're probably 50% of this, you're way ahead of the game. But the fact of the matter is you've got to start somewhere. You can't become paralyzed and you say, well, I'll never be able to do that. Number one, you have to face reality and realize that this will happen here. I've, I've talked about this for weeks. I've repeated number one how many times? I, I talked about for two weeks in a row the mental preparation needed to face the enemy that we're facing, to acknowledge what is coming. Because if we don't acknowledge, if we don't properly accept what is coming, we'll never be able to fight it. If we don't name our enemy, we'll never be able to fight it. You know, I watched uh, UFC MMA last night. I'm really into that. and My son and I uh, both really enjoy it. 
And uh, I thought about this in the sermon today. I thought about this. You know, uh, the biggest, what's considered to be the biggest MMA fight card in history was last night. A fella from Ireland named uh, Conor McGregor, very brash guy, very just really out there, uh, but super rising star, uh, was coming in to take the belt from uh, a guy named Jose Aldo from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And Aldo hasn't been beaten in 10 years. Every single time he's defended his belt, he's 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 always won. And he's always quiet and everything, but um, Conor McGregor is anything but quiet. But the fact of the matter is he not he doesn't just have a big mouth. He has a huge left hand, and he has extraordinary skills. And he knocked the guy out in 13 seconds. World champion, knocked the guy out in 13 seconds. But I wonder, when I talk about you have to know your enemy, I wonder if uh, Jose Aldo, you know, 10 years as champion, they said, hey, you have a fight coming up next month. What do you think the first question would be? Well, who am I fighting? But what if Jose Aldo, or what if now the, the world champion uh, in the featherweight division, uh, Conor McGregor, if if the head of the UFC came to Conor McGregor and said, hey, we have a fight scheduled for you next week. All right, I'll be there. Well, where is it? Okay, I'll be there. What do you think the natural question would be? Well, who is it? Who am I fighting? You have to know your enemy. These guys that say they don't watch film, you know, uh, you ever see a football game and the coach says, you know, they're interviewed on the sideline, how did you prepare for today's game? Did you watch a lot of film of your of your adversary? No, no, we didn't watch film. They're a liar. Those guys probably spent more time watching the film of the adversary than than the ones that say, yeah, we watched it for hours. You have to know your enemy. But you know what? You have to realize that it will happen here. This is not a paranoid statement. It's a simple, unpleasant fact based on intelligence gathering. We know for a fact this will be at some point, again, and I'm sorry to have to use that word, again, there will be a coordinated Paris-like attack in the United States on schools, shopping malls, sporting events, or other mass gathering areas, and don't think it would only happen in the big cities, the New Yorks, the Chicagos, the Los Angeles. Because what would be better to create fear? You know, that's the ultimate goal of terrorists, is to create terror. Then if they just came into our schools, the younger kids, the better, killing dozens or hundreds of children at one time. How about a shopping mall in Montana? How about a how about a, a, a senior a senior center, an Alzheimer's home? How about a big church? We have lots of mega churches here in the United States of America. How about one of the big churches? Killing the Christians where they worship. How about a clinic for the developmentally disabled in San Bernardino, California? During a Christmas party with the people that you have allegedly been friends with for years. How about there? So number two is always carry a concealed firearm, extra ammunition, and magazines where legal. You've probably heard this, uh, but this is this is some good verses on being armed, Luke eleven twenty one and following. I'll just read it. This is a complete Jewish Bible. When a strong man who is fully equipped for battle guards his own house. Now let me just stop right there really, really quickly. When a strong man who is fully equipped for battle guards his own house. 
Now, a strong man fully equipped for battle, guarding his own house, is doing what? Thank you, by the way, for joining us in chats. Good to have you. Um, what do they have to do? They have to arm themselves. It says right here, fully equipped for battle. He guards his own house. What's he guarding with? Stop or I'll yell louder. You know, right? That's, that's That doesn't work. Stop or I'll put on my pink billy anti-bullying T-shirt. It doesn't work either. His possessions, this scripture goes on to read this way. His possessions are secure, but when someone stronger attacks and defeats him, he carries off all the armor and weaponry on which the man was depending and divides up the spoils. Here's the thing. He carries off all the armor and weaponry. We've been fighting for centuries upon centuries. Christians and Jews have been the target for centuries. When are we going to realize that's not going away until that enemy is extinguished, every last one? Verse 23, those who are not with me are against me, and those who do not gather with me are scattering. We'll come back to that in a minute. How do you suppose, by the way, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, made the money changers in the temple scatter? Did he speak gently to them? Like all the little white Jesus, little skinny, pasty skin white Jesus Hollywood puts up for us? Yeah, you boys just get out of here now. Come on. Look at my wrist. It's a what would Jesus do? Jesus would Jesus would not do this in the temple. Because he always has some sort of feminist affect to his voice, doesn't he? And product in his long, silky hair. He's always smiling. He's always kind of weird. What would what did he do, do you think? Did he did he gently and lovingly and with sweet, soft words ask them to leave the temple? Or did he go straight to war with them? Did he do the scattering, as we say in Sussex County, Delaware, his own self? I'm telling you, he did the scattering. He went to war. He he was unarmed, but he had his arms. He knew exactly where he was coming from. He knew why he was doing what he was doing. He was mentally prepared. Carrying a firearm, I, I just need to be fair to you and understand, I've carried a firearm professionally since 1983. I've been around guns my whole life. I've had my own gun since, I think, 13 years old. It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a habit. It's, it's not something you should only do or occasionally do when you feel you're in danger. Like you feel there's going to be trouble. Because you know what? By that time, it's too late. You, your weapon might be home, locked in a safe with a trigger lock and a, a double barrel lock and a super triple lock on the safe and a super triple lock and alarm on the outer door and all these other things. Hold on, Mr. Criminal. I'm Hold on, Mr. ISIS member. I'm going to just drive right home and if I can remember all those combinations, I'm going to get my weapon and I'm going to come back here. And, well, hopefully the police will be here by then. Look, you shouldn't take the risks of not only terrorists attacking where you are, but you should also consider the likelihood that some disenfranchised white guy NRA member could come into your planned parenthood clinic or your super peaceful Muslim mosque and attack all the innocent, peaceful people that gather there. You know, like CNN and the liberal left say happen all the time. Did you? That's a direct quote 
of one of the experts, CNN and MSNBC, had up when the San Bernardino shooting. It sounds to me, the guy says, like some disenfranchised white guy, NRA member. And yet, what did it turn out to be? Here's a funny little fact. They knew within four minutes of the shooting beginning the name and description of one of the shooters. CNN and the liberal left love to say that that white NRA, angry, racist NRA member, they, they just love That happens all the time. It's just people just go from these NRA members, this white angry extremists, anti-government, of course, racist. Did I mention they were racist and bigoted? They're shooting stuff up all the time. I mean, I haven't seen it, but apparently it does happen. At some point it must have happened, otherwise they wouldn't keep saying it. The odds are you're not going to correctly guess the date, time, and place of the life-threatening violence, so I encourage you. I really do. All kidding aside, actually I wasn't kidding at all. But in all sincerity, you've got to become responsible for becoming trained with comfort and skill at arms. We know for a fact that statistically speaking, that's one of the best tools to help stop mass killings. Here's something I think you'll think is uh, interesting, and this was in Breitbart, but it was also uh, taken from the Chicago Sun-Times, I think it's called. Concealed permit holder stops attempted mass shooting in Chicago. How many in here by a show of hands? I can't see the people in the radio land. Oh, there's there some people raising their hand. I didn't know they could do that. But on chat, you can. Um, how many read about that or saw that on the national news? You know, the, the concealed permit holder stopping an attempted mass shooting in Chicago. So we have no hands. I can't believe no hands. Nobody, nobody has seen that. Hmm. Well, the article by A.W.R. Hawkins, uh, this was in April of 2015, on Friday, an Uber driver... Yeah, you saw that? With a concealed carry permit, thwarted an attempted mass shooting by pulling his own weapon and shooting a gunman who had opened fire in Chicago's Logan Square. Now, let's just let's analyze something really quick. Chicago's, did you hear what I said? Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, is the mayor of Chicago. He's buddy-buddy with President Barack Hussein Obama, and they know all about safe places and gun safety and 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 because Chicago is like idyllic, right? Right? You can just walk down the south side of Chicago anytime. My my white skin, I walk right down there. No problem. I don't need a weapon. I don't need anything. I'll leave cash hanging on my pocket. I'll be fine. I'll be safe. Why? Because there are no guns in Chicago. I don't know what they're using, what magical instrument they're using to kill. Upwards of fifty eight, one weekend, fifty eight people were killed in Chicago. With guns. They must have been magic guns. So Illinois uh, Assistant State's Attorney Barry Quinn verified that the driver had a concealed carry permit and acted in the defense of himself and others, according to the Chicago Tribune. I apologize, the Chicago Tribune. The driver was watching a group of people walk in front of his car on North Milwaukee Avenue just before midnight when 22-year-old Ed Gerardo Custodio allegedly began firing into the crowd. By the way, Edverardo Custodio was an illegal alien. 
He began firing into the crowd. I'm sure he went to a gun show and used the gun show loophole to acquire a gun because that's how everybody gets one, apparently, because that's all I ever hear about is the gun show loophole, which, by the way, doesn't exist. So he began firing into the crowd. The Uber driver pulled his own gun, fired six shots at Custodio, wounding him in the shin, thigh, and lower back. The attempted mass shooting ended no one other than Custodio injured. Here we go. The Chicago Sun-Times, I knew I remembered that, reported that the Uber driver had dropped off a passenger minutes before Custodio allegedly began shooting. The Times contacted Uber about the incident, and they simply said, the company requires all its drivers to abide by local, state, and federal laws pertaining to transporting uh, firearms and vehicles. So Breitbart News previously reported a March 22nd incident in which a concealed carry permit holder entered a Philadelphia barber shop to stop an attempted mass shooting in progress. In that incident, a 40-year-old man began randomly firing at patrons inside the barbershop. By the way, he did not have a license to have a gun. The gun was stolen, and he was a person prohibited from possessing a firearm. Three laws before the whole shooting up thing. Three laws that he broke that are already on the books. I'm just saying. So a concealed carry permit uh, holder heard the gunfire, ran into the shop, and shot the would-be mass shooter in the chest, killing him. No one else was harmed. You heard all about that, right? We live not that far from Philadelphia, don't we? So we should have heard all about that. should have been big news. Permit holder, gun guy, does something good. You know what happens 2,500 times a year in the United States of America. Sheriff, send a message to America. Get armed now. Warn a flood of Islamic terrorists looking for soft targets. Now, I'm not sure why the sheriffs in the country need to say this, and the president of the United States, you know, the guy who raised his right hand, and he swore to protect us from all enemies, foreign and domestic. I'm not sure why this guy doesn't realize or recognize or accept that we are, in fact, at war with Islam. But let's not depend on him. Let's not depend on the government. Let's depend on an independent study group called the Pew Research Council showed that only gun crime, the only, I want to make sure I get this right because you're going to think I'm lying. You can look it up on the Internet, your own self. The only gun crimes on the rise over the last two decades in the United States of America have been mass shootings I know I can see your heads bobbing in gun-free zones or so-called soft targets. A study by Pew Research showed that the only gun crimes on the rise over the last two decades have been mass shootings in gun-free zones or soft targets. Did you hear me any of the three times that I said it? The only gun crimes on the rise over the last two Decades have been mass shootings in gun-free zones. you know what kind of zone I think they need to have? A mass shooting-free zone. They're putting the wrong sign up. Now's the time 
Yeah, guns in use. Locked and loaded. Now is not the time for Americans to cower in fear, to be intimidated by liberal ideology, or for Pete's sake to apologize for one of America's longest-standing constitutional rights, the right to bear arms. Now this is a growing chorus of religious law enforcement and political leaders that are saying this. They're saying the police used to always say, hey, man, you know, we got you. We got you. Just shelter in place. You've heard that, shelter in place. I hate that. Let the first responders, ladies and gentlemen, whoever's heard me preach and speak for the last two or three years, what do I always say? There are no first responders before you. You are the first responder. You're there. Several sheriffs have set out warnings in the wake of the recent Islamic terrorist attacks in Paris, Beirut, Mali, San Bernardino, that Americans now more than ever need to get armed. The first, and I know this is not going to be a surprise to any of you who know this guy. I was privileged to meet him a couple times. Sheriff Joe Arpaio. He's in Arizona. And on December 1st, he called for 250,000 armed citizens to stop terrorism and mass shootings in Arizona. This represents the number of concealed carry permit holders in Arizona. By the way, I find it no small irony that Gabby Giffords, uh, Congresswoman Gabby Giffords, her husband's up in space at the uh, International Space Station right now, vehement anti-gun people, vehement anti-gun people. She was shot in the head, of course. She almost died. She has a brain injury and, and, and all that. God bless her. In Arizona, you know, where if you're a, if you're a legal citizen, and you don't have any felonies or anything that would prohibit you from possessing a firearm, you have a permit to carry based on the Second Amendment. There in Alaska, the two, oddly they start with A's, uh, the two, one's really cold and the other's really hot, um, you you don't need to do a bunch of rigmarole. Well, some crazy loon dude comes in with a gun, and you guys know the story, goes in, and starts shooting, just starts, goes into the crowd and just starts shooting the people. Now, in fairness, he was a Democrat, a ultra-liberal Democrat. I don't know why they don't mention that he's a Democrat, but he's a Democrat. But what stopped him? Was it the massive uh, onslaught of police that were there in seconds? Because they weren't. They weren't there in seconds. It was a concealed carry permit holder who stopped the carnage. Yes, someone died. Yes, a few people were injured, but the guy doing the firing had lots more rounds. He intended to do a lot more damage. A concealed carry permit holder is the one that stopped it. I'm just talking about this is Arpaio, large areas where you have large crowds and someone pulls out a gun and starts shooting. Maybe somebody with a concealed weapon takes the guy down or the woman. We can't assume because what did the San Bernardino, what was the the interesting fact there? A man worked with a woman to create all that carnage. He was criticized by some others in law enforcement who said they didn't think armed civilians shooting bad guys in public places was a good idea because it could lead to collateral damage, Tucson News Now reported. Then came Ulster County Sheriff Paul Van Blarkham. I love his name, Van Blarkham. Sounds like a fake name. Sounds like a movie name. Of uh, Who'd you call? I called Van Blarkham. He'll be here any second. You know, the new Bond. It's too long, though. Too long of a name. Can't use it for Bond. New York, uh, Ulster County, New York, just about two hours north of New York City. In December, uh, in a December 3rd Facebook post following the deadly jihadist attack on San Bernardino, he said the county's 10,000 residents who have 
concealed carry handgun permits should use them. This is what the sheriff says. He says, if you are licensed to carry a gun, you're familiar with the laws, you know what to do, then you know what you do? You do it. I urge you to take responsibility. Take advantage of your legal right to carry a firearm to ensure the safety of yourself and others. You know what the Supreme Court decided? The Supreme Court decided a long time ago that police have no duty to protect you or your property. Did you know that? You know who the first responder really is? You. You're the first responder. It's your job. So it's your job to arm yourself. Detroit, lovely city that it is, booming metropolis that it is. Police chief there, James Craig, weighed in, by the way, black guy, December 2nd, and said he believes terrorists would be reluctant to target Detroit, as they had in Paris and San Bernardino, for fear armed citizens would say it with me, shoot back. Terrorists don't like it when you shoot back. The bad guys don't like it when you shoot back. You want unarmed citizens. You want easy, soft targets. Oakland University criminal justice professor Daniel Kennedy agreed. It's very rare that a a university professor would agree, but unless you're from Liberty University. But the fact of the matter is he agreed. Daniel Kennedy agreed and said, look, terrorists would be reluctant to attack armed citizens. They want a high body count. They don't. What do they do a lot of times? This was very rare, the San Bernardino, uh, how it ended in the hail of gunfire in a shootout. It was very, very rare that that happens. Usually they do what? They kill themselves. The statistics are there, folks. I, I don't know how more to explain this, but when you wait for the police to arrive, the air quotes first responders, nothing against them. They're doing a job. It's a tough job, but if you wait for them to arrive, it's... Upwards of 12 to 20 people are going to die by by the government's own numbers. But if, if a concealed carry permit holder handles their business, two. The average is two die. An armed citizen won't give them the high body count that they're looking for. Look at the theater in Paris, the Bataclan Cafe, where four men with AK-47 rifles killed 89 people during a rock concert. By the way, they had time to reload multiple times and the people many of them just stood there you know many of the deaths they're figuring as many as 10 to 15 of the deaths were caused by stampeding towards side doors do you want to be the person that is fleeing by the way what what is it with the fireworks everybody always says i thought it was fireworks I heard what sounded like gunshots, but it was fireworks. I thought it was fireworks. Really? Is it 4th of July? California, you're not even allowed to have fireworks. It's the middle of the day in December. Fireworks? Do they set them off inside a lot? Why do people always think it's fireworks? It's just ridiculous to me. Come on, people. You hear... You know what that probably is? That's probably a gun. You know what those people weren't? Mentally... Prepared. Join us next time for Sundays with Dr. Sean. And please follow this show and the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show during the week 
at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at the ninja pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio. And check out all the free messages, archive shows, and buy Dr. Sean's critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, at www.drshawngreener.com. Join us during the week. And in the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining us in this fight. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.